Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. A very well-known verse in Matthew chapter 1 tells us, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Ron Kangas is here with us today as we come to the mysterious but marvelous birth of Christ in the Gospel of Matthew. Welcome, Brother Ron. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, especially to fellowship concerning the wonderful person of Christ, his marvelous and mysterious birth, and his present reality to us as Emmanuel, the one who is with us all the days until the end, the completion of the age. Praise him that he is with us at this very moment. The matter of the virgin birth may not seem like such a mystery to so many people. It has been made such a common part of our culture even. But I think we're going to see today that there's much more to this mystery than the common understanding of the virgin birth of Christ, isn't there? The danger of a partial familiarity with the truth or with the vocabulary, even the biblical vocabulary used to convey the truth is that we may become numb to profound matters related to this truly mysterious event. And therefore, we may not not have the adequate appreciation of Christ and therefore be short in the experience and enjoyment of Christ. So once again, we need to heed the Lord's word, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the pure in heart, and be poor in our spirit and pure in our heart to seek the Lord through the word that he as the spirit of truth would lead us into a further understanding based upon the word of his wonderful entrance into humanity and of the mysterious process involved in God becoming man. Ron, I believe this is a life study that will be uh, uh, not one that just holds the interest of our listeners, but be of immense value in uh, the pursuing the Lord. The points contained in these matters uh, unveiled in Matthew chapter 1 are marvelous beyond words. I look forward to it very much. This particular life study may be understood as an experience of the all-inclusive Christ as life study. So the life here is embodied in the person who is wonderful, mysterious, all-inclusive, yet available for us to enjoy. Well, let's get to the mysterious birth of the God-man Jesus. Here's Witness Lee. This birth of Christ was a big fulfillment of the prophecies in the Old Testament. The first prophecy in the Old Testament was... Genesis 
3.15. In Genesis 3, after the fall of men, God came in to give a promise about the seed of the woman. Now, in the first chapter of Matthew, this promise was fulfilled. Fulfilled by a virgin conceiving a child. And the child came to be the seed of the woman. Okay, then from Genesis, you go on to Isaiah chapter 4. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. So here you have the fulfillment of the promises. One in Genesis, one in Isaiah. Not only so, this fulfillment was to uh, bring God into man. In other words, this fulfillment was that God became man. But it is hard for us to find a verse that says God became man. What it says is this. The word was God, and the word became flesh. Man is a good term. Flesh is not so good. The word flesh in the Bible firstly means something physical of our body, blood and flesh. Secondly, it means in a bad sense, even in a worse sense, our fallen body. God didn't create a flesh. What God created was a body. But when we got fallen, the nature, the poison of Satan got into our body. Our body became corrupted. It became flesh. Number three, flesh, especially in the New Testament, means the fallen man. Now, John 1.14 says, The word which was God became flesh. That means became a fallen man. In appearance, in likeness, in form, he was made a fallen man. But actually, there was no fallen nature within him. He only had the likeness of the flesh, but he didn't have the sinful nature of the flesh. So, the birth of Christ is not just to produce for us a Savior. The birth of Christ was mainly to bring God into man, to bring the divinity into humanity. Though by that time the humanity was fallen, yet God didn't take any part of the fallen nature. God only took the likeness of the fallen flesh. Yet through this, he was mingling himself with the fallen humanity. 
Ron, I thought this was a curious point. The Bible doesn't specifically say that God became man. But what it does say is that the Word, which was God, became flesh. Of course, flesh is something that carries with it a negative connotation. Without any doubt, the birth of Christ brought forth the Savior. But what does his becoming flesh imply? A verse like Romans 8.3 really helps us. That verse says that God sent his Son in the likeness of the flesh of sin. By the time God was incarnate and became a man, the flesh of human beings, all human beings, since all are fallen, had become a flesh of sin. Nevertheless, God, as the Word, became flesh. He became a man in the old creation. But strictly speaking, although God became a man by becoming flesh, he came in the likeness of the flesh of sin. He was real flesh, but the flesh that he put on was the likeness of the common flesh of all the rest of us because our flesh was the flesh of sin. So the Lord knew no sin. His incarnation did not involve him with sin in the least, but it brought him very close to the fallen and sinful situation because he became flesh in the likeness of the flesh of sin. Another verse that's helpful here is John 3.14, referring to the type of the bronze serpent lifted up by Moses in the wilderness. The bronze serpent had the form, the shape of a serpent, but not the poisonous nature of the serpent. The Lord Jesus on the cross was the fulfillment of the type of the lifting up of the bronze serpent in the sense that he was in the likeness of the flesh of sin. He was in the form of a serpent, but did not have the poisonous nature of the serpent. So we cannot avoid the complication here, but I believe we can be clear. Yes, God became a man. That's true. That's our shorthand way of speaking about it. But the Bible says, the word which is God became flesh. The flesh he became was the likeness of the flesh of sin, because he did not have the element of sin in his flesh. Nevertheless, he became flesh, a man in the old creation. As such a wonderful one, God who became man, the word who became flesh, he is Jehovah our Savior. He is the salvation of Jehovah. And since we are men in the flesh, he is now Emmanuel, God with us. Mm. Wonderful. Wonderful. And that's a, a perfect segue into this next section. We're going to look at these two names in the next two sections, actually, of our program today. A big part of any birth event is the name. Uh, I've had several children. You've had several children. I know what it was like to uh, go through that. Well, no name ever attached to a birth has been more significant than what we're going to see about the birth of the God-man. Let's go back to Witness Lee. You know, the name Jesus means Jehovah the Savior. Jesus means the salvation of Jehovah. 
this wonderful person is the very salvation that Jehovah renders to people. He himself is the salvation. Jehovah himself becomes the salvation. So he is the savior. So whenever we call Jesus, you shouldn't think that is simply a name of a man. Jesus is not simply a name of a man. Jesus, the name Jesus means Jehovah, our salvation. Our Jehovah, our Savior. Whenever you call Jesus, actually the whole universe realizes that you call on Jehovah as your Savior. Our Jehovah as your salvation. So now you have to realize Jesus is the real Joshua. Joshua is the Hebrew equivalent of Jesus. And Jesus is the Greek translation of Joshua. In Greek, you say Jesus. In Hebrew, you say Joshua. We all know the story of Joshua. Joshua was the one who brought all God's people into rest. Moses brought them out of Egypt. But Moses didn't bring them into the rest. It was Joshua. Hallelujah. Today, it is the same thing. Jesus, as our real Joshua, he brought us into the proper rest. And in Matthew, you do have chapter 11, telling us how Jesus is the rest, and how he could bring us into himself as rest. So he is the real Joshua. Not only Jesus saves us from our sins, but he brings us into rest. By what way? By the way, we have to use his name, to call on his name. It is so good to call on his name. We believers all have to learn all the time to say, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Because Jesus is Jehovah to be our salvation. Whosoever call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Ron, in many places in Scripture, the matter of salvation is directly connected to the name of Jesus. Calling on the name of Jesus may sound like a simple thing, but calling on his name is certainly not something that's simplistic, is it? No, it's not, because this name is the name of a wonderful person, the God-man, who himself is the salvation of Jehovah. When we call on his name, we should have the realization that there is a person who is the person of this name. And this person is God, Jehovah, who became a man to be our salvation. So when we call on him, 
Lord Jesus, or even if we say affectionately, Jesus, oh, Jesus, we are calling on a person who is Jehovah God come in the flesh to be our salvation and our Savior. So it's simple to call on him, but it's not simplistic. It's simple because we need do nothing other than say this name with love and faith. But it's not simplistic because there is a lot involved in this name. God, man, this God-man, the Savior, and salvation with all that includes are embodied in this name. When we call on the name of Jesus, we receive unspeakable and unsearchable riches, and we receive in a very practical way the Savior who is himself our salvation. We've been talking today about the name of Jesus revealed in Matthew chapter 1, as we mentioned before. This chapter reveals two names for the Lord. Verse 21, and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Then verse 23, behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Well, let's look at Emmanuel as we rejoin Witness Lee. In Matthew chapter 1, you have two wonderful names, Jesus and Emmanuel. Jesus, the name, was given by God, and Emmanuel was a name called by man. God gave the name Jesus. Yet men say, this is Emmanuel. What does this mean? It means God with us. We all have to realize Jesus, the Savior, is just God with us. Outside of him, without him, beside him, You can never meet God. God is in him. And God is just him. There is nowhere that you can find God but in Christ. Why? Because Jesus is just God himself. Jesus is not only God, but God with us. Whenever you want to say Jesus, you get Jehovah. You get the Savior, and you get the salvation, and you get God, not in the heavens, but right with you. You get God right with you in your car. You get God right with you in your home. You get Jehovah, you get the Savior, you get the salvation, and you get God with you right at the place where you are. So it is really good to call Jesus. Oh, Jesus! Don't forget, Matthew tells us this Jesus is going to be the king. The very Jesus Christ in Matthew is eventually a king that sets up a kingdom of the heavenly rule within you and over you. Hallelujah. This is Matthew. Now we have this king born to us. Ron, I love this name, Emmanuel, God with us. 
But do we really appreciate just who this one is that's with us? When we call on him, we enjoy his presence. We enjoy him as the Savior. We even enjoy him as salvation, as you spoke of earlier. But what about enjoying him as the King? He's our Savior. He is God with us. And now he's the King. The more we are conscious of his presence, that is, the more we know him as Emmanuel, the more we will be ruled by him as the king. Sometimes we may be behaving ourselves in a certain way, and then suddenly we're aware of the presence of a certain person, and we change. Well, how would we behave if we were conscious of God with us? God with us. And this God who is with us is the king. Yet he likes to be a king in the way of life, in the way of love, in the way of light, to rule us inwardly and practically by his presence. So we can see, I would say, the flow here. We need a savior from sins. This one's name is Jesus, Jehovah our salvation, Jehovah our savior. We call on him, then we realize someone, someone wonderful is with us now. This is God. So we declare Emmanuel, God with us. Then this one who is Jesus and Emmanuel is the king. The king subduing us, the king ruling us, the king reigning over us so that he can be everything to us for the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose. Perhaps now reflecting on the opening fellowship in this broadcast, we can see there is so much more in the word concerning the wonderful and mysterious birth of the God-man. If we will humble ourselves and open ourselves, the spirit of reality through the word, rightly interpreted and clearly presented, will show us more concerning this wonderful one, Jehovah our Savior, our Emmanuel, our King. Appreciate you joining us for this uh, very, very special program, Ron. It's been a privilege and a blessing. Thank the Lord for it. We'll be back continuing on the life study of Matthew. We hope that your appetite has been whetted by these uh, first five programs. The life study of Matthew is really a classic. Do stay with us. We have the printed material, the messages that accompany these programs. As always, you can find out about that or just leave us with your comments or any questions that you might have by contacting our toll-free number, which is one 888 Life Study, 888-543-3788, or write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or send your email to radio at lsm.org. For Ron Kangas today, this is Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, 
then later to North America, and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening. What does it really mean to be born again? Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John chapter 3, verse 3. To be born anew is to be born from above, from heaven. That is to be born from God who is in heaven. The kingdom of God is the reign of God. It is a divine realm to be entered into, a realm that requires the divine life. Only the divine life can realize the divine things. Hence, for one to see or to enter into the kingdom of God requires that he be regenerated with the divine life. Scripture, John 3, verse 3, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.